0: Late season games can be a little goofy and this one certainly lived up to those expectations as the Cardinals and Pirates had to go to extra innings to settle things last night. Dakota Hudson gets knocked around in his final start of the season. Did Tuesday's shellacking also knock him out of a playoff roster spot? All-star closer Ryan Helsley had to leave this one due to an injury. Is it going to put his postseason availability in jeopardy? And the Cardinals now know who they'll be playing in the wild card series, which begins on Friday and we have the new American league home run champion all on today's episode of locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. I'm J.D. Hafford. I'm a national radio sports anchor born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I am your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast on Twitter at L.O. underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who have made Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to like, subscribe, hit that notification button and comment so you can interact with us. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode of Locked on Cardinals is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security. With fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe 24 7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. Now, as we wind down the regular season, you were bound to see some sloppier play, perhaps some game 161 shenanigans, as it was called by Ethan Smith, the host of Locked on Pirates, as we were discussing the game last night. You've got players who don't normally play that are, you know, getting more bats and more time in the field. And the fact that the Cardinals were playing the Pirates, who are a young team, and still kind of learning on the fly, odds were you were going to see some sloppy play, and that's uh, to be expected. Last night's game should not have come as much of a surprise the way it played out. Now, you didn't expect the Pirates to just pound Dakota Hudson into submission like they did. That was a bit disheartening to see, but the errors in the field the base running mishaps, stuff uh, like overall sloppiness that just kept happening by both teams, kind of expected. What also was expected was that Albert Pujols would be good at the plate. The dude has been nothing less than awesome since the beginning of August, and why would you expect anything less, especially against Pittsburgh? He owns them. He genuinely owns the Pirates and has throughout his career. We pointed out all the numbers in yesterday's show, so if you want to hear all the all the stats Feel free to go back, listen to yesterday's uh, podcast. But um, the dude's insane. And he did it again on uh, Tuesday night after the Pirates get an early 1-0 lead. After the first, the Cardinals answered back in the third. And he went Paul DeYoung. Hold on. Wait a second. That can't be right. Paul DeYoung? Paul DeYoung got a hit? Yep, it's verified. Paul DeYoung gets a single in the third. October, Paulie D. Gets the ball rolling for the Redbirds. Then Donovan singles. Newt bar singles. Goldie crushes one. Just kidding. He tapped one right out in front of the plate and uh, is out at first base. But a run scores. Tying the game up at one. And that brings in Albert, who works a 2-2 count and then laces a single to right center, scoring two more runs, making it 3-1. to one. The machine just keeps on swinging, man. There's really not much more I can say about him that hasn't been said already. Like, I have, I'm have, i out of superlatives to describe one Aber pool hole. So the Cardinals, they have the lead, and you've got Dakota Hudson on the mound, who's competing for a possible playoff roster spot in the bullpen. So you were really hoping to see him step up and perform well, and that didn't happen. We couldn't have gotten anything further from that. Lead off single, then in the, uh, what did we end there? We're in the bottom of the third. So leadoff single, then a strikeout, then a ground rule double, then a single, then a double, a single. A walk, a single, a force out, a single, a single. And then mercifully, he is pulled. Not what you wanted from Dakota Hudson, who in his previous two appearances hadn't allowed a run in 11 innings. And we loved what we saw from him in those games. He was keeping the ball down. He was hitting his spots. And in this one, it's like he was throwing beach balls up there, man. It was bad. Um, They weren't all horrible pitches. I don't want to just say that Dakota was just god-awful and throwing the ball right down the middle because he wasn't. Um, some of the, 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 balls that were hit weren't, weren't meatballs, you know, they were decent pitches, but a few were up in the zone and Dakota cannot live up there. That's not his game. He doesn't throw hard enough to live up in the zone. His game is sinkers down in the zone, even out of the zone, forcing ground balls. And when he's up like he was last night, these are the results. So if you have children watching or listening to this podcast right now, have them look away because these numbers are exorcist scary. Seven runs, nine hits, two walks, one punchy, two and two-thirds innings. Frightening. Absolutely frightening. So does this seal the deal for Dakota's chances of making the playoff roster as a member of the bullpen? Well, you can't exactly feel encouraged by this, and uh, they did leave him out there to throw some. Ended up tossing 67 total pitches before pulling the plug. Katie Wu from The Athletic predicts that Dakota makes it over Jake Woodford and it was announced today that Matthew Liberatore will get the start so perhaps Woodford will be the guy instead for the playoffs and if you look at the numbers that totally makes sense dakota on the season 8 and 7 445 era opponents are hitting 273 ground ball percentage still not bad 53.6% this is jake woodford's numbers he's 4-0 era 2.33 opponents are hitting 253 his ground ball percentage not that much less 51.7% So let's go ahead and look at the walks, which is always huge for a bullpen arm. You can't come out of the bullpen and just start walking people. That's bad. Woodford, 11 walks in 46 and one-third innings. Hudson, 61 walks in 139 and two-thirds innings. Obviously, sample size much larger for Dakota than Jake, but Woodford's walk percentage is 6.1%. Hudson's 10.2%. Numbers don't lie, man. And as far as strikeout percentage goes, Hudson at 13.1%. Woodford just below that at 12.2. So there's not much of a difference there. So you look at those numbers and I don't see how you'd rather have Hudson in there instead of Woodford. Do you? I don't with Hudson. I worry about the big inning and it's not just because he got knocked around last night, but he tends at least so far this season to lose the feel for his pitches. And then he starts walking people that sets up the big innings where Woodford hasn't shown that to be a problem at all. Woodford has had one bad outing in September and October where the Pirates ironically roughed him up for four runs on five hits back on September 9th. Besides that, he hasn't given up a run all month, all month, and has only walked two guys all month. Hudson just did worse than that last night. And that's a whole month of Woodford. Luckily for the Cardinals, at least last night, they play nine innings in this league, so last night's game was nowhere near from over. We're going to talk about the comeback, plus the big news and the scarier news. Worse than what Dakota did last night was the injury to closer Ryan Helsley, and we'll do that next on Locked On Cardinals. Now the Cardinals have played it really safe with Ryan Helsley this year, not throwing him in back-to-back games too often, keeping his arm fresh, and his numbers show that it was a success. He's been a monster out of the bullpen, and numbers don't lie on the baseball diamond, and they don't lie. In real life, in the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And here's why I love it. 24 7 professional monitoring. Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every single room, window, and door. They've got HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that will instantly detect if you have a fire, if you've got floods, and other threats to your home. Their monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes, and you can do it at simplysafe.com/slash locked on MLB. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month absolutely free. Visit simplysafecom MLB to learn more. There's no safe like simply safe. Let's head back to last night's game. And uh, where we left off at this point was the third inning. And that was a bit of a gut punch. The Cardinals are trailing 7 to 3 now. Dakota Hudson, he gone. He's out of the game and now it's up to the bullpen to Try and not wear itself out with the postseason right around the corner. I mean, you were really hoping Hudson could get you like five, six innings in this one, and that didn't happen. There's also the fact that you are staring at three losses in a row to the friggin' Pittsburgh Pirates out of all people. If something doesn't change, you're going to lose three in a row to one of the worst teams in baseball. That's not good. And absolutely nothing changed until we get to the seventh inning. And then we get some action. We get a leadoff double by Kisner. October, Paul D, as I'm dubbing him now, draws a walk. My postseason breakout star selection, Brennan Donovan, in singles. That scores Kisner. You get an error on the throw, moving the runners up to second and third. You still have nobody out. Newt Barr comes up. He gets caught looking, but then Corey Dickerson, a guy that this team is really going to need to step up in the postseason after not only his recent slump, but with the Tyler O'Neill news that he's probably not going to make that uh, wildcard roster. You need him to be able to put up decent at bats because he's probably going to play some left field because who the guys are going to play. They got a couple of righties that are pretty darn good. So he hits a double to right scoring two, making it seven to six. Ben Deluzio strikes out, but then rookie Alec Burleson puts the ball in play on a grounder to the superstar making O'Neill Cruz at shortstop. And I love everything about this kid. Six, seven power, left-handed, super fast, cannon for an arm. Not a lot to complain about O'Neill Cruz if you're a Pirates fan, except he's still young and he's going to make mistakes like this. He he bobbles the ground ball and then instead of taking his time and relying on that cannon of a right arm that could throw the ball 99 miles an hour plus, he rushes his throw, sends it sailing wide at first base. Uh, Burleson ends up getting on base, the run scores. Dickerson comes over to the plate and we're all tied up at seven. So. Bonehead mistakes like that. He's young. It's a rookie. It's gonna happen. They'll deal with it because he's that good. Meanwhile, the bullpen—they're spinning zeros for the Cardinals. Pellante came in one and a third. Romero two innings, nothing. Jack Flaherty comes in as scheduled, throws an inning. Look locked in. Got his six hundred career strikeout in this one. Congratulations to you, Jack Flaherty. Then in the eighth inning, this is where we all collectively had to hold our breath a little bit. Okay, this was bad. All-star closer Ryan Helsley comes in as scheduled. The idea was to have him throw one inning and then take the next couple of days off. And then he's ready, rested, ready to rock for the weekend when the wildcard series starts. A little final tune-up before the playoffs, if you will. He gets five pitches into this one. And he had to feel the liner that was hit back at him. And I think initially he thought it was hit harder than it actually was because he kind of stumbles. He's a little off balance, catches the ball. So he makes the play, but in doing so, he kind of reached down to catch his balance with his pitching hand and he jams the middle finger on his pitching hand on the ground. Ollie and the trainers have to come out to look at him and we're all like, oh God, here we go. He takes two practice throws before the decision was made to take him out of the game. Now, they didn't look all that concerned, which was a good thing because usually if, if something bad has just happened, Everybody's kind of like, oh, no, heads are down. People are freaking out. The move to remove him from the game described as precautionary afterwards. But holy crap, you got to be kidding me, right? I mean, the Cardinals have dealt with the postseason injury thing before. A lot of bad luck in the history of this team. Vince Coleman getting run over by the tarp in 1985. Jack Clark hurting hurting his ankle sliding into first base in September in 1987. Ruins him for the postseason. Donovan Osborne, cutting his pitching hand, reaching for a champagne bottle when they were celebrating that they'd made the playoffs in 1996. One of the bottles is broken. He goes in to grab it with his pitching hand. He was left-handed, though, and cuts his finger. Isn't very good in the postseason after that. Speaking of cuts, Mike Matheny, almost slicing off his ring finger with a knife that he received as a birthday present back in 2000. Knocks him out of the playoffs. Like, we've had enough of this. We don't need injuries going into the postseason this year. The Cards don't need it. They don't deserve another stupid injury like this. So hopefully, with a few days off, it will be okay. But we got to wait and see. We don't. We don't totally know what's going to happen yet. Uh, back to the game. Zach Thompson comes in to finish off the inning. Then it's former Pirate Chris Stratton in the ninth with a scoreless inning. So we go to extra innings, tied up at seven. Ghost runner on second to start it with one out. Juan Yepes, who again with the O'Neill injury. The outfield kind of in flux right now. Juan Yepes could have a huge role in this upcoming wild card series. He's going to be that right-handed bat to play outfield. But he singles to uh, drive into Luzio, who was the ghost runner. Stratton shuts the door in the 10th, and the Cardinals get the 8-7, come from behind victory in extra innings. Stratton picks up his 10th win of the season great win considering the deficit they were in you like to see that despite the game not meaning all that much that, that they didn't just roll over and quit like a lot of teams probably would have uh but the biggest takeaway it has to be the failure of hudson and then the injury to helsley now helsley says his finger feels like one does after a basketball rebound skips hard off the tip or fingernail said it was still stiff on wednesday morning He's going to take the day off from throwing, let any inflammation calm, and then try to grip a ball tomorrow. Fingers crossed, man. Uh, Nolan Arnato, I know people have been worried about him as well. He's been ruled out the uh, last couple of games due to some thigh tightness, although they continuously said that if this was meaningful games and he needed to be playing, he would play through it. It wasn't a problem. But he's back in the lineup on Wednesday, so that's good news. Get a couple of bats in before uh, the postseason. Cardinals have one game remaining in the regular season on Wednesday afternoon against the Pirates before heading home for the wildcard series. And they now know who they're going to be facing. We're going to be talking about the Phillies next on Locked on Cardinals. It's been 11 years since the Philadelphia Phillies were in the playoffs. That year was 2011. And the Cardinals eliminated the number one seeded Phillies who were a huge favorite in that one in the National League Division Series, three games to two making the playoffs as a wildcard team. If you remember the final out, bad news for their star player Ryan Howard towards Achilles grounding out to end the game, Chris Carpenter threw that complete game shutout to beat them 1 to nothing in game 5. Huge win for the Cardinals, right? And it set the Phillies off on an 11-year struggle to get to the playoffs, couldn't do it. The Cardinals in that year, if you do remember, Went on to beat the Brewers in the NLCS 4-2 to and then get the thrilling World Series victory over the Texas Rangers in seven games where David Freeze goes crazy. He wins the NLCS and the World Series MVP honors. Cardinals secure their 11th World Series championship and the last one that they've won. Uh, this year, the Phillies won the season series over the Cardinals 4-3. They took two out of three in the Cardinals' visit to Philadelphia and then the two teams split the four-game visit to Busch Stadium earlier this year. In those seven games, Pretty evenly matched. The Phillies outscored the Cardinals 22 to 20. The Cardinals hit nine home runs against the Phillies. The Phillies hit eight against the Cardinals. Uh, The Phillies do have the reigning National League MVP Bryce Harper back in the lineup and on their team. But it's been an injury challenge season due to an elbow injury, which made him have to DH for a while. Then he fractured his thumb. So that was bad. Since returning to the lineup in late August, he hasn't been the same Bryce Harper. hit just 226, 327 on base percentage. 355 slugging for a 681 OPS. That is not the Bryce Harper that won the MVP last year. It's not the one that you've seen over the years, not only in Philly, but in Washington too. So hopefully he stays that way (laughs) for the Cardinals. We will take the struggling Bryce Harper every day of the week. Uh, This is a team that also changed their managers this season. In June, Philadelphia fired Joe Girardi, promoted bench coach Rob Thompson, and then they just took off, saw a revival for the Phillies in the late run for the sixth seed in the NL playoffs. The Phillies do have a notable lineup and a couple of pitchers I want to bring up real quick. Nick Castellanos signed as a free agent from the Reds to the Phillies this year. He's tortured the Cardinals over the years. We know he's good. Did not have a good year this year. Had a sub-party year at best. Uh, JT Rio Muto behind the plate, amazing catcher ton of offensive capabilities. Leads the Phillies in stolen bases with 21. How many times does that happen anymore that a catcher leads the team in stolen bases? Kyle Schwarber. Cardinals fan, fans remember him from his uh, cubby days. Bombing balls over scoreboards at Wrigley Field against the Cardinals. Uh, leads the National League in home runs. A lot of power. Reese Hoskins, slugger over at first base. Very, very good with the bat. They've also got two studs. At the top of their rotation, and Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, both of them right-handers, which is why I say guys like Corey Dickerson going to be huge in this. It's a good team that that just did not live up to the preseason hype, but here they are. They're in the playoffs, and heading to St. Louis. And if anything, if we've learned anything, I should say o- over the years when the Cardinals get into the playoffs as a wild card team, one of the lower seeds, doesn't matter. They go on and have success and the Phillies, I mean, you see those names and you look at their rotation there at the top with Nolan Wheeler, obviously they can do some damage if they get things right, they could be a scary team. Uh, We're going to talk more. We're not going to get into all of the Philadelphia Phillies and St. Louis Cardinals playoff stuff just yet. We'll have more in-depth discussion about them and the series in the coming days, including some crossover talk with Locked on Phillies host Connor Thomas. So uh, we've got some things lined up for you. Uh, the game times have been announced, so that's pretty cool. Uh, game one will be on Friday, 1.07 p.m. Central Time. Game two on Saturday at 7.37 Central. And if needed, game three will be on Sunday at either 6.07, 6.37 or 7.37. All depends, you know, television stuff and how that's got to be played out. So Sunday kind of up in the air, but... 107 on Friday, we get some day playoff baseball at Busch Stadium, so that's cool. Also, quick shout-out to uh, Aaron Judge. Congratulations. (laughs) Hit number 62 last night in Texas against the Rangers, setting the new American League home run record, passing Roger Maris. So, uh, well done, sir. A lot of people are going to consider this the actual record because there's no steroid involvement whatsoever, which, you, you know, you have those issues with Bonds and McGuire and Sosa. Judge, never heard a peep about it, so well done, sir. Uh, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. Now make your second listen to the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan. He brings the humor, passionate, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. If you need to hear about other playoff series that are coming up, Sully's your guy. MLB, Locked On MLB podcast. That's where you need to go. He's going to have us all involved on his channel as well. Should be good stuff. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB. You can do that on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. First pitch today in Pittsburgh, 305 St. Louis time, as we put a bow on the regular season for the Cardinals. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. On Twitter, you can follow at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You are the best fans in baseball for a reason, and we'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals.